Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, growing up, my parents would host a card game about every six to eight weeks, I guess it was. It was their turn to host. They'd play Worcester 500. The game would rotate over the course of the years, but they would always give out a prize for the best player and the lowest score, the booby prize. Well, if they would give out a prize for the worst handicapper on Wednesday night, the largest margin of defeat, I would have been your winner by a mile and received a prize. Yes, it was a miserable night for me. My first half unders, they both get crushed. I'm now one and three there. And I know there's still 63 games to go, and it's a marathon, not a sprint. But still, it's not fun to start one and three. Then on the sides, I back Texas Southern, a 14 and 20 basketball team. I lay two points, voluntarily lay two points with that team. They get crushed by Fairleigh Dickinson. Congrats to Fairleigh Dickinson. They played a great basketball game. Then on the nightcap, I had to turn the notifications of my phone off because every single one of my friends claimed they were out doing something, didn't have access to the scores, and they had to check in with me to see what the score of the game was. Yeah, right. My Sun Devil or the Sun Devils absolutely kicked my butt. I backed Nevada, bought into the Mountain West Conference yet again, and I paid the price. Luckily for me, I played the NIT, and I cash on Youngstown State plus the points against Oklahoma State as the little school against the big school cashes for me again. So I'm 2-0 in the NIT. If Thursday and Friday go poorly in the NCAA, this podcast may only talk about the NIT the rest of the year. Yeah, not the start I wanted to the big dance, but guess what? The next four days will make or break me, so I got to get the dauber back up, get the optimism back in the veins, and let's go get them. And once again, I will be off the grid the next two days. I'll be at the Sportsbook with some friends, enjoying the games. I'll drop my next podcast on Saturday, and hopefully I'm not crying too bad on the podcast come Saturday. So let's recap the games for Thursday. I'm on Illinois, plus the two. I'm on Arizona, minus the 14 and a half. I'm on Kansas, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, minus the 21 and a half. I'm on Alabama, minus the 22 and a half. I'm on Texas A&M. Minus the three and a half, I'm on West Virginia. Minus the two, I'm on Boise State. Plus the one and a half, it's a Mountain West team. I don't feel the best about that right now. I'm on Iowa. Plus the one, I'm on Colgate. Plus the 13 and a half, I'm on San Diego State. Minus the five, that's another Mountain West team. Don't feel the best about it right now. I'm on Houston. Minus the 19 and a half, I'm on UNC Asheville. Plus the 17 and a half. I'm on Virginia, minus the five and a half. I'm on Duke, minus the six and a half. I'm on Utah State, minus the two. That's another Mountain West team. I don't feel the best about it right now. And I'm on Tennessee, minus the 11 and a half. Now, my picks for Friday. Let's start with a good one. It's Michigan State, minus the one and a half over USC. So once again, nothing looks easy for me on the card right now. My confidence level is a little low. So the Pac-12 once again kicked my butt on Wednesday night with Arizona State. I was leaning USC all week, but then I kept seeing the top 50 numbers in my head. Michigan State, 10 and 11 in top 50 games. USC, just two and five. So I'm not back in Michigan State based on the past of Tom Izzo and tournament time, but instead I'm going to back Sparty based on their good wins this season. I'm taking Michigan State minus the one and a half. Next up, I'm on Xavier, minus the 12 and a half over Kennesaw State. So Xavier was 10 and 7 and away from home this year. 
The Musketeers are the eighth best team in offensive efficiency. Sean Miller's team got down 33 to 10 in the Big East Championship game. We call that a learning experience. This team will start strong and leave no doubt on Friday. I like Xavier big time, minus the 12 and a half. Next up, I'm on UC Santa Barbara, plus the 10 and a half over Baylor. So I do have a recent bias here. I've cashed on the Gauchos recently. I've lost on Baylor. So I like that Baylor offense. I should not overreact to a couple subpar efforts against Iowa State since the Cyclones were a strong team most of the year. But I tend to like the Big West Conference a tad bit more than most. I think the Gaucho team will keep it interesting. So give me UC Santa Barbara plus the 10 and a half. Next up, it's St. Mary's minus the four over VCU. So VCU has won nine straight for a reason. That's a good basketball team. And I should know I lost against them two, three times last week. So this is not the matchup that I wanted to see. St. Mary's got crushed by Gonzaga in the West Coast title. They're attempting to win a tournament game in back-to-back years for the first time in Randy Bennett's tenure at St. Mary's. So I do expect to see the best version possible of the Gales on Friday. So I'm laying the four with St. Mary's. Next up, going to play an underdog here. It's Vermont plus the 10 and a half over Marquette. So Marquette is 7-3 and three against top 25 teams this season. That's really impressive. Vermont is 0-2 against top 50 teams. So a mismatch there, clearly. Marquette is 12-5 and five away from home. That's a good away record. Vermont is 10-9. So 10.5, though, is typically just past foul game. They should stop around there. And then they could get a late three. And Vermont can score. So I think the Catamounts give the Golden Eagles a little bit of a scare. And then in the end, they keep it close enough to cover. I'm on Vermont, plus the 10 and a half. Next up, I'm on Iowa State, minus the four over Pittsburgh. So if Iowa State plays like they did against Baylor in their last two games, this is game, set, match. Iowa State made it to the Sweet 16 last year. I think they win and cover on Friday against the Panthers. Next up, I struggled with this game. It's North Carolina State, plus the five and a half over Creighton. So it's probably better for Creighton that I don't back them. I've had little to no pulse on them all season long. Most of their games have actually been lopsided. Not a ton of buzzer beaters, not a lot of one possession games. The Blue Jays are five and eight against top 50 teams. The Wolfpack are only three and eight. I'm going to grab the five and a half though, and just hope for the best. I'm taking NC State plus the five and a half over Creighton. Next up, it's UConn. You bet. Minus the eight and a half over Iona. I have UConn once again in my final four, so I'm just going to lay the eight and a half against Mr. Bettino and tell him to beat me. Next up, it's Kentucky, minus the four over Providence. So you guys know I love Ed Cooley. Remember, I asked him to be my Valentine, but I have Kentucky in my final four. Coach Cal, don't you dare let me down again in the opening round. Give me the Wildcats, minus the four over the Friars. Next up, it's Grand Canyon, plus the 15 and a half over Gonzaga. So it sounds like Grand Canyon packs like me. I've been to Mexico one time in my life, and I left my daughter's pink suitcase on the steps. So just a reminder for everyone, when taking a long trip or making a trip to the NCAA tournament, it's always best to do a final walkthrough to make sure you remembered everything. Grand Canyon may have forgot all their bags and their luggage, but their shooters made the trip. I'm going to take Grand Canyon plus the 15 and a half over Gonzaga. Next up, it's Miami, minus the two over Drake. So I might be banned from attending Arch Madness after this pick. I love both of these teams. This one hurts me. I just don't want to talk about it. But yes, I'm on the Canes, 
minus the two over the Bulldogs. Next up on the card, it's Memphis minus the two over Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic looks good or looked good last week, but after watching Memphis, I'm still not sure how they lost eight basketball games this year. Three of those losses for them, I know were against teams ranked number one in the bracket. So too much talent not to lay the short number for me. Give me the Tigers and Penny Hardaway minus the two over Florida Atlantic. Next up, we go to a Big 12 team. It's Kansas State minus the eight and a half over Montana State. So I really wanted to back the Bobcats, but eight and a half just isn't enough. I feel like this number should be 11, 12, 13. I like this matchup for Kansas State, so I'm going to play the Wildcats minus the eight and a half over the Bobcats. Another tough game for me here. They're all tough, of course, this time of year. Indiana minus the four over Kent State. Indiana should be shaking in their boots. The golden flashes are for real. They're 0-2 against top 50 teams, but their top 50 opponents were a five-point true road loss at Houston and a seven-point road loss at Gonzaga. Those are two pretty good basketball teams. Nonetheless, I'm not going to bet against Jackson Davis in the opening round, so give me the Hoosiers minus the four over Kent State. Next up on the card, another Big 12 team. It's TCU minus the four and a half over Arizona State. So once again, that was not fun on Wednesday betting against Arizona State, but I'm going to double dog dare them to do it to me again. TCU is six and six against top 25 teams. Mike Miles will be the best player on the floor. The Horn Frogs have had some drama of late, but they're going to regroup for the win. I'm on TCU minus the four and a half over Arizona State. Then the final game of the card for you, it's Purdue minus the 23 over Fairleigh Dickinson. So I seem to like everyone in this tournament favored by 20 or more. The Boilermakers in a no-doubter for me. Once again, I'll take Purdue minus the 23. So let's recap the plays for Friday. Once again, I'm on Michigan State minus the one and a half. I'm on Xavier minus the 12 and a half. I'm on UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos plus the 10 and a half. I'm on St. Mary's, minus the four. I'm on Vermont, plus the 10 and a half. Go Catamounts. I'm on Iowa State, minus the four. I'm on North Carolina State, plus the five and a half. I'm on Yukon, minus the eight and a half. I'm on Kentucky, minus the four. I'm on Grand Canyon, plus the 15 and a half. I'm on Miami, minus the two. I'm on Memphis, minus the two. I'm on Kansas State, minus the eight and a half. I'm on Indiana minus the four. I'm on TCU minus the four and a half. And I'm on Purdue minus the 23. A lot more chalk there than I like, but I'm going to run with it. Once again, enjoy the games on Thursday and Friday. I can't wait to talk to you again on Saturday. But until then, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.